0: You wake up, it's February 28th. You you remember, you remember your son. You remember that he was murdered. And you get depressed. And you sit on social media and you flip through Instagram, Facebook. You see people acting perfect, looking perfect. You get jealous. You say, why can't I have that? Why can't I have my son? Why can't I have a nice marriage like I see on Facebook? You get pissed off. That's what happens. Choose. Josh, choose. Will you redeem that day? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast episode number 162. Thanks for watching and listening. We answer, well, I say we, I answer your questions. That's what the format of this podcast is. Email me, GrangerSmithPodcast at gmail.com, and I'll just talk about it in long form. And you might see a short form of that on Instagram or Facebook or TikTok, but in this, in this, Place right here, wherever you are, whatever, um, whatever you're using to listen to this. Maybe it's Spotify or Apple Podcast or YouTube. Um, we're going to just going to talk about it in a long form. So I'm going to get right to it. The first question subject line says, "Mental drained," parenthesis urgent. Hey, Granger. My name is Matthew. I'm 20 years old. I'm from North Carolina. Just started listening to the podcast. I appreciate everything you do for us. I sent you this email because I struggle with anxiety and depression and keep a relationship and keeping a relationship because of my past and my mental state. Me and my ex recently broke up because I was overwhelmed and, or no, excuse me, because I overwhelmed her and overreacted, which caused me to overthink and lash out. And she said she wasn't very happy with herself, and she is mentally drained, and she was having a hard time focusing on college, her friends, uh, and she keeps trying to make me happy, which she says, we were happy together, but we weren't happy with ourselves. She thinks it's best that we just stay friends for now and focus on ourselves. And I somewhat agree, but I truly feel like she's the one. And even though we aren't together for less than we weren't together for less than a month, it hurts, and I'm trying to give her space. So I'm turning to God to help me. Lowercase G. Is there any advice you have for me? God bless. Comes from Matthew, and shout out to North Carolina, buddy. Thank you for emailing. Um, this is a this is a good way to start the podcast because this is going to be. I'm going to make this quick. Matthew, you've been dating a couple months. You got some. You got some bad stuff going on with this relationship. Um, She is mentally drained. You are overwhelming her. You're overreacting to her. You're causing her to, which is causing you to overthink and lash out. You've only been dating for a few months. She's like, I went out. This is crazy. This is affecting my mental health. And then you, after she says that, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, you say, I don't know about that. I think we're meant to be together forever, and so I, uh, I think we should just stay dating. That that's borderline psycho, and that is borderline stalker. Matthew, I love you, brother. I love you. You're you're you are part of Yigi Nation, and I appreciate you trusting me. And I I want to start this podcast off with hard, t- tough love because. I got a feeling that's not the only one I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say on this, but, uh, buddy, you're borderline stalking her. Look, I'm not judging you. We all, when we get in relationships, sometimes we get blinded, and it takes someone from the outside to look in and go, "Look, you're not seeing this correctly. You're sick. <laughs> Your heart's sick." Your mind is scrambled. So we need wise counsel. We need friends around us. We need people that are looking from the outside perspective and getting the full scope. And then they look into our relationship and they go, "Mm -mm, no, you're going to back away. Back away from the ledge, right? So let her go. That's my advice. That's my answer. Let her go. She's given you a, a really good excuse that you're messing her up mentally, so you got to fix some things. You got to fix some things. You got to be single and content, fix some things, and whatever you do, stop bothering her. Okay? Love you, brother. Next question says, subject line, friend's wedding. Hey, Granger, I'm a big fan of you and your vlogs. Hopefully someday I could see you in concert. My question is, I have one of my friends that I've known since the sixth grade that I've had a crush on, I still do, and she's getting married to her boyfriend. If I get an invite to the wedding, should I go knowing that I have feelings for her? Interesting. Um, question comes from Kevin, and man, that's that's an interesting question, Kevin. I don't think I've ever got one quite like that, and so I appreciate you Uh, I appreciate you stretching the boundaries of the podcast a little bit. you got a crush on a girl. You've known her for a long time, since the sixth grade. Now she's getting married. You're wondering if you should even go to the wedding because you still have feelings. Well, here's the deal. There's nothing wrong with having feelings for her because you've known her as a friend and you have uh, somewhat of an attachment. Now there's a level that those feelings could get to where then it becomes a problem. I don't know if you said that. I don't know if that's what you mean. But here's my point. The problem is having a a, a crush on this girl um, doesn't doesn't become a problem until you act on it. Right. It becomes a problem when you're starting to lust over it you're starting to be jealous of the new guy you're starting to um think about her late at night and wonder if there's a way that maybe you could still have a chance and maybe she's going to get a divorce one day and you could be ready like that's where this leads so it what might start is just innocent just got a crush i've noticed in 6th grade i've had a crush you have to be careful. Are you self disciplined enough where you could hit the brakes if it starts going towards that wrong direction? Could you hit the brakes? If the answer is, yeah, I got this under control, then by all means, go support your friends and go to the wedding and keep your mouth shut. If. This leads to more. If this leads to lustful thinking and jealousy towards the new husband, wondering if you ever have a chance with her, then, buddy, stay away from the wedding. Stay away from her. It's time to uh, it's time to find new friends. <laughs> you know what that is? It's funny. You know what that that sound is? Um, as I record this and this is that sound reminds me that it's time to post a clip from this podcast on TikTok. That's funny, right? I have to remind myself cuz I get busy and I'll get doing stuff like this. So so now I have to re-remind myself after I finish, but um if you ever wonder who does that, if you ever wonder who who puts those things on Instagram and TikTok, uh, that's me. Ian the guy that that edits this podcast, he makes me those clips and then I go in and add a caption and add music and then I'll go in and post it on TikTok. So, there you go. Let's see what we got. Let's yeah, we got time. Let's still hit another question here. Um I've got I've got an idea. I'm going to hit a heavy one here. This is I saw this earlier as I was as I was flipping through these emails, it says, Hey Granger, my name is Josh. I'm from South Dakota. I want to start by saying thank you for being a light in the dark world. You always have your arms wide open for this podcast. And I know that you lost a son in the past. My testimony is a little rough, but I love Jesus more than anything. About two years ago, my ex and I were pregnant. Two months in, without me knowing, She took a bunch of pills and killed our son and almost took her own life. We since don't talk anymore, but on February 28th, he will be too. God has shown me what he looks like and also gave me some hope. Every year on the 28th, I get super depressed. How do I keep my head up? I keep going. I have since forgiven her for what she has done as Jesus has forgiven me for what I have done. Josh, that is a um that's a heavy one, brother. And like I like I say to a lot of people, thank you for trusting me and being vulnerable to enough to open up to this podcast, knowing that I'm gonna read it and to a lot of ears. But I do know that a lot of I would say 99.9% of people that listen to this podcast never email, but everyone has something going on. Everyone has a difficulty, some kind of trial that they're going through or have been through or don't know it, but about to go through. And they listen to this podcast without emailing because it makes them feel like they're not alone. People have wild stories out there. You can't, you can't make this stuff up. Josh, your story, you can't, you can't even make this up. And people hear it, though, and they go, wow, I've been through something like that. I thought I was the only one. I thought my life was just wacky. And then I hear you, Josh, and it, it's comforting. I know that that's what people think of because I've heard it firsthand. So, Josh, to you, you are not alone. This is this kind of thing. Like, I, I don't have a magic answer, but we could talk through it. And that's that's why I'm here. And, and you are correct. I have arms wide open for this podcast. I always have my arms wide open. So here's the first thing I'm going to say. You got your, you got your eyes right on Jesus. Keep them there. Don't lose the focus. You remember when Peter saw Jesus walking on the water? And he said, he said, Lord, I want to come to you. I want to come to you. I want to walk on water. I want to come to you. So Jesus says, come. He steps out into the water and he walks on the water. Peter does. A mortal like me and you. And as soon as he loses sight of Jesus, as soon as he gets distracted by his feet and looks down, he sinks. That's you, Josh. Keep your eyes up. Keep your eyes on your Savior, what you're doing what do you do practically on the 28th february 28th what do you do practically for something like this i would tell you as a friend that you got to redeem that day you have to redeem february the 28th it is a dark day in your history it's a dark day in your life and it's a dark piece of it's 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 something that it's hard for you to pull that up and wake up on the 28th and have a good day, so you got to redeem it. How do you do that? You take, take all that pain, and you say on February 28th. Here, let me just start throwing some stuff out. Okay, Josh, this is. I'm going to give you examples of what you could do, and then you take take this idea yourself. You say on February 28th, I'm gonna I'm gonna run. I would say a half a marathon, but that's really tough. I would say I'm gonna run five miles with I'm gonna add to this, with a 20 pound ruck. Okay. And I'm gonna run five miles with a 20 pound ruck, and I'm gonna go through a, a certain area, maybe an urban area, and I'm gonna I'm gonna raise money for child cancer and the first time i do it i'm gonna i'm gonna put in my own money and i'm gonna raise i'm gonna i'm gonna put in y'all i'm literally making this up as i go i'm gonna put in 20 bucks per mile okay we're starting low like we're starting low so you're gonna have 100 bucks and this is this is year one what this does what i'm trying to do for you buddy is you're redeeming that day so February 28th is for your son and for your son you're gonna you're gonna pour that into others and you're gonna put effort and sweat because running five miles if you're a runner make it 10 make it 15. I'm not a runner so five would be t- five would be tough but something that takes it takes mental and physical strength and you're gonna have a 20 pound ruck so it makes it harder. So you're sweating and you're hurting and maybe you got some blisters, but you're running for a cause, for a purpose. You're pouring in to others. You're going to help others on February 28th for your son. And if anyone asks you, and hopefully what you want to do is you want to get, you want to start gathering people like you tell your friends, like, Hey guys, you want to come and you want to, you want to chip in 20 bucks per mile that you run. And at the end of the day, we're going to collect this money. Maybe it's four five, $600 and we're going to write a check to St. Jude for preventing childhood cancer something like that. And you you start growing this and you make t-shirts for it. And you all wear the shirt and you're going to run this and you have your rucksack and you're going to you're going to sweat and you're going to cry and you're going to redeem that day. That's what you do. What's your alternative? You wake up. It's February 28th. You you remember You remember your son. You remember that he was murdered. And you get depressed. And you sit on social media and you flip through Instagram, Facebook. You see people acting perfect, looking perfect. You get jealous. You say, why can't I have that? Why can't I have my son? Why can't I have a nice marriage like I see on Facebook? You get pissed off. That's what happens. Choose. Josh, choose. Will you redeem that day? Hey, I'll tell you what. You email me back, Josh. You come up with something to redeem February 28th, and I'll show up there with you. I'll show up. Let's take back that day. Next question. No subject here. The email says, so my girlfriend and I have been together for six months, and she is still talking to her ex, who she had been together with for three years. And I've been told by my friends and even her sister that they believe she is cheating on me with her ex, and I'm not sure what to do. Do I break up with her, sit down and talk to her about it? I love her to death, and I don't want to lose her, but I'm just not sure what to believe. So I'm asking for your opinion on what I should do. Did you say your name, Nathan? You didn't say it, I'm gonna say it anyway because you didn't say anonymous. But Nathan, buddy, this is a conversation issue, a communication issue. You can't not say anything. You gotta say something, right? But you can't just go right at your girlfriend and say, are you cheating on me with your your ex? Okay, that could cause major problems. If it's just a lie, maybe her sister's stirring some stuff up. That would be a big problem. Uh, But you can't just let it go because maybe it's true. So you just be as mature as you can about it. You sit her down face-to-face like an adult, and you just say, babe, um, can I ask you something? And... I just want to be straight up and I'm not mad at you. And and I'm not, I'm not freaking out here. Um, I've heard from a few people, including your sister saying, you're still seeing your ex. Is it true? If you are, I'm out. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll bow out. Um, No hard feelings. I've only been together with you for six months, but I just want to know right now. Can you just tell me And if she's like, no, this is crazy, you could be like, okay, yeah, I thought it was crazy too, but, you know, maybe you should talk to your sister about why she's spreading these kind of rumors. Or maybe she goes, yeah, I'm sorry, I still love my ex. And you go, okay, it's been fun, but now I know. It's really as easy as that, it's really just a communication thing. Uh be cool about it. Don't be crazy. Don't be angry. And don't be silent about it. We'll take a break. Be right back. Have y'all started shopping for the holidays yet? No? Well, why not? You know, gifts don't go bad. So you might as well get started early. If you're anything like me, you just want to avoid shopping malls and shopping centers and stores as much as you can. Just kick back and order some stuff on your phone. Well, right now, you could shop early, skip the stress, and snag some of the best deals of the season with something everyone is going to love, premium audio products from Raycon. If you're looking for the gift that everyone needs or just a stocking stuffer that's not a candle for once, Raycon, they're the only way to go. Their wireless earbuds, headphones, and speakers offer premium sound, useful features, an almost custom, comfortable fit, and up to 54 hours of battery life. And it's important for you to know They started half the price of other premium audio brands. Plus, Raycon makes it easy with holiday gift guides for everyone in your life, mom, dad, fitness partner, whatever it might be, knock out that list all at once and get 30% off by shopping Raycons holiday bundles. Everyone needs a pair of Raycons in their ears, whether it's listening to music, taking work calls, blasting a workout playlist. I love them on airplanes. Y'all know I fly all the time and the battery lasts so long and it sounds great and I could block out all the sounds around me on the airplane. You know what everyone doesn't need? Two little white stems hanging out of their ears. Luckily, Raycons are sleek and stylish and come in a range of colors to match any anyone's style. You can find Raycons in stores like Kohl's or Walmart, but let me tell you right now, they're always going to be the best deal when you use my special link, buyraycon.com slash granger. The Raycon website also offers buy now, pay later options. So right now, go to buyraycon.com slash granger and use code EARLYBF to get 20% off site-wide. That's 20% off any Raycon product, which almost never happens, or save even bigger and get 30% off Raycon's exclusive holiday bundles. That's code EARLYBF at buyraycon.com slash granger for 20% off your Raycon purchase. Buyraycon.com slash Granger back to the podcast all right welcome back to the podcast this next question subject line says girl tips and I got to tell you before we get into this I don't keep notes I don't read these in advance and and make some kind of bullet points we're just going we're just shooting in the dark here so here we go you with me everyone subject line girl tips. And the email says, hey, Granger, came across your podcast on TikTok. Love your content. My name is Justin. I'm 23 years old. I'm a follower of Christ. I met this girl who isn't, but she says she really wants to have a relationship with God the way I do. Although she doesn't have Christ in her heart, we share the same morals, views, and things like that. She's a sweet girl. However, we were getting to know each other and going on dates and stuff, and I asked her, how does she feel about all this? All this for about two months. She responded by saying, you're like the perfect boyfriend. But to be honest, I still have an attachment to my ex. This is her talking. I feel like you met me at the wrong time. Now she just wants to be friends and see where things will go. Not what, not sure what to do. Do I drop her? Be friends? Not sure. Thank you. God bless. Uh, Justin, thanks for the email, brother. And... I, man, I'm going to go right after this. You're um, you're in one of these kind of situations where she's just not into you. And she says that you're the perfect boyfriend. No, you're not. <laughs> you're not. <laughs> to her, you're not. Justin, I think you're a good guy, man. I think you're awesome. But uh, she doesn't. She says you're the perfect boyfriend. You're not the perfect boyfriend to her or you would be with her. She would choose you that's just a line. You you see what I'm saying? I love you man, tough love here, but that's just a line that she's given you to make you feel better. And because then she gets you she gives you the big blow which is right after that which is says to be honest, I still have an attachment to my ex. I feel like you met me at the wrong time, which is another one of these lies. No one meets someone right at the wrong time. You meet someone wrong at the wrong time, or you meet someone right at the right time, but you never meet someone right at the wrong time. That just doesn't happen. Because if you meet someone that's right, you change everything, you rearrange your life, and suddenly, voila, it's the right time. Right person, right time. That's the correct way to see it. If she gives you anything like this, I have met you at the wrong time, you're just the perfect boyfriend and I'm so sorry. I have an attachment to my ex. Whoops, we met at the wrong time. That's just a very nice way of saying she's just not into you, man. So your question is, what do I do? Do I drop her, be friends, not sure? Thank you, brother. Here's my answer. How's your heart? I, th- I, think, I think you're heartbroken otherwise You wouldn't have emailed me a long email about this. So I'm saying, as a a friend, me and you, I'm saying, we're driving down the truck together. You know, we're in the cab of the truck, and we got the windows down. We're on a county road, doing some back roading. And you're like, man, Granger, tell me what to do. I'm like, Justin, leave everything behind dropper, blocker, no to friends, no to future girlfriend because your heart is in jeopardy, your heart is in danger here. That's what I'm saying. If you're like, man, she's a cool girl, I, I don't know, met her a couple weeks ago. I think she's still into her ex. What should I do? I'd say, "Hey, just be friends. It's okay." You know, hang out. But that's not the case. I think you're I think your heart is really attached to her, so it's time to move on. let me grab another question here. And here we go. Subject line says obesity. Hey, Granger, I wish to remain anonymous. But my question to you is this. How do I tell my wife that she needs to lose weight without offending her? My wife is 360 pounds and can't get around much. Sometimes I feel alone. Well, that's a tough question and this is one of these where it's like well there's not there's not a right answer. Here's what I would do. Total just transparency, total total vulnerability to your wife and 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 come from a place of love, come from a place of complete servitude. So you're just servitude right back to your wife. And it's, it's like this. Maybe it looks like this. Hey, babe. I mean, you're sitting around, right? You're sitting around, You're you're like watching your favorite Netflix show. And you say, hey, babe, what are things in your life you wish you had better? What are some things in your life you wish you could do that you haven't done? Try to bait her into saying something along the lines of, I wish I could lose some weight. So she says it, like it's her idea, okay? So however you could do that, you're just like, let's just dream together, babe. We're just dreaming together here. What's something you wish you you could do for yourself? And and so eventually you want her to say, well, I wish I could lose some weight. I'm 360 pounds. I wish I could lose some weight. And you just let it sit there for a second. I mean, you're not going to jump on it and be like, yeah, yeah, that. Total love, total servitude, total honoring. And you're going to go, you know, I feel the same way. I feel like I should lose some weight too. Even though ha, you, I love you. I don't love you because of the way, how much you weigh. Like I, I love you because you. you, I love your heart. I love your soul. I love the way you love me, you know, which just should be true. All that should be true. And then you say something like, if you want, we should try to try to lose weight together. We should challenge each other. We should hold each other accountable. Not because we're trying to gain each other's favor or love each other more, but just, let's just, you know, we're, we're married. Let's, let's work on this together. Let's encourage each other. Will you encourage me? And she's like, yeah. And you're like, well, I'll, I'll encourage you. Because I think if we both, if we lost a little bit of weight, we, you know, we, we, we could enjoy things more. We could enjoy life more. Okay, do you see what I'm saying? Everything I've just said, you don't have to do it that way, but just come from a place of humility. Come from a place where you're, it's not judgmental. It's not, it's not vanity. You know, you're not saying you're not pretty anymore. You're, you're saying, I love you. And because I love you, I want to be there for you. And I want, I want to be there in a place of, of sympathy where I can hold your hand and we could walk through this together, not because I want you to, but because I love you and I know you'll enjoy life more if you do. If you could do that, I think that's your answer to a very tough situation. Next question, subject line says, school bully. Hey, Granger, I'm 14 years old. I'm homeschooled. I used to go to school and I was a bully. I asked everyone for forgiveness last year, but one girl did not forgive me and told me that my friend made her try to, that me and my friend made her try to commit suicide, but it didn't work. How do I show her that I'm really sorry? That's a lot for a 14 year old. That's a lot. That's a lot for an adult. And did you say your name? Your name's Evan. Evan, that's a lot for an adult, and you're gonna have to have to deal with this at 14. The good news is you already have a repentant heart about this. You're you already feel sorry, and you've already asked for forgiveness. Hopefully, from a, a true place of humility. And one girl, I mean, you can't you can't blame her, right? She was bullied to a point where she tried to commit suicide. So where are you now? This is my thing, Evan. Where where are you in your head? Are you trying to reconcile her and and have her forgive you so that you could sleep better at night? This is this about you? Just a question. Or Are you coming from a place where you just genuinely, from a selfless place where you genuinely want her to be healed because of the damage you did? There's a big difference between those two things. If it comes from a place where you just need a clean slate and you need to check off another box so your your conscience feels a little bit better, if that's the case, then... I wouldn't mess with this girl ever. I wouldn't talk to her anymore. I wouldn't move on because you you could come to a spot that could be dangerous to her again. You've already done damage and you could, her not accepting your apology again could trigger anger with you. If you get triggered, that could trigger a suicidal thought for her again. So don't do it the only way you ever see her again or interact ever ever again is through complete selflessness and humility and it could start with some flowers and a card you put flowers on her on her doorstep and you put and you write a card you say it's Evan I'm pretty much the worst person in the world. And I know I've asked you for forgiveness, but I just want to tell you again, and I'll tell you every day, that what I did is nothing. It's not related to you at all. It comes from a place from me being insecure, from me feeling like I'm not worthy. It comes from a place of me hurting. And then I put that that forward and hurt you. Because I wanted to drag other people down with me. And you're just a victim in that. And you're a casualty. And I see it now. And you're such a special person. And you deserve so much more than what I gave you. And I know these flowers are nothing. And this card is nothing. But I hope that one day... It could just be the beginning of mending a heart that I've crushed. Sincerely, Evan. Something like that. Next question, no subject here. It says Hey, Granger, I'm Joseph, I'm 34. I have a beautiful wife and family. We currently live in Savannah, Georgia. We have six beautiful kids and live off the sweat of my brow. We are a blended family. My wife had two little girls prior to me, and I had a son and daughter prior to her. Now we have two sons together. I love all of them. My problem is the distance from my other two and being the dad I need to be for them. They live on the other side of the state. I work night shifts on a loading dock at Southeastern Freight Lines. I'm struggling, trying to be everything I need to be for my family, and it tears my heart out. How do I be sure that I'm doing my part to fill this void? Any advice is greatly appreciated. Your friend, Joseph. And then Joseph puts a picture on this email. Just beautiful family with everybody. One, two, three, four, five, six kids. Brother, I appreciate you emailing, and it's a legitimate question, and here's the thing. like, Okay, we're riding the truck together. We're back road, me and you, Joseph. We're going down some back roads, and you're you're dumping this on me. You're like, man, this is a big deal, and, and Joseph, I'm glad that it's a big deal to you, and I hope it's a big deal to other dads that hear it too, because so many times, in a, in a in a when a family divorces splits up and and some kind of distance comes between the two so many times the kids that are born after become the priority and the others are kind of forgotten because it's just too difficult to deal with in a lot of ways but not to you you're looking at all of them as a priority equally which you should here's the deal Okay. Riding in the truck, me and you. You got this job at the loading dock at Southeastern Freight Lines. My question would be this. How do you get the other kids here with you in Savannah or how do you uproot where you are and go to them? Because my question would be, what's more important here, the job or the kids because could you get another job where the kids are? How could you get these families together? That's my question. Are you doing all that you can to get to them? I mean, surely your wife understands that now. And I understand that six kids, that's a big deal The move. You can't just move them, it takes planning takes effort. It takes finding a new job. It takes your wife finding a job. It takes looking at schools. It takes looking at a place. But I want to tell you this. I want to be your friend, Joseph, and tell you that although all that stuff is stacked against you and it's very difficult, all of that would be worth the sacrifice to have everybody together in the same town. Like if you can do one thing, if we've 30 years from now, you could look back on your life at 34 say you're 64 years old and you're looking back 30 years ago. If you could do one thing, if you could say I had one chance, I could do one thing to change. I had a chance to get everybody in the same town where all the kids grew up together. And I was the dad equal to all of them. I was there for them. I went to their sporting events. I went to church with them. I was there when they needed me for their birthdays and their proms and whatever. You get that chance now. In 30 years, it's just a memory, possibly a regret. Is this job worth it? Could you get another job at a loading dock where they are? Could you uproot that family and get them with them with you? All questions I have in the cab of the truck. Thanks for the email, brother. All right, cruising right through here. Let's grab another. We've actually we've actually moved and gotten some gotten some stuff done today. Subject line here says social media, and the email says, "Hey Granger, my name's Brian. I'm from Idaho." I'm in the ninth grade. I don't have social media because my parents won't let me. I feel like it's the thing that will help me make friends and just overall happier. I mow lawns, make good money. I have friends, but I just feel like I need social media. Any advice would be appreciated. Thanks. Yee, yee. All right, Brian, shout out to Idaho. I love your state. And um, man, I I remember being a ninth grader. It's not an easy time. Um, and, and obviously I didn't have that issue growing up when I was in ninth grade, but I'm going to say this. You, you might know this already. You know, I'm going to say, you got to honor your parents. Why do they not let you have social media? It's because they want to make your life miserable. No, because they love you, Brian. They love you. And it's dangerous. We don't know the effects of what social media is doing to kids. We don't know. Yeah, you're you're just a kid. You mean you're almost a man. You're like right on the border of becoming a man, but in a lot of ways, like you might look like a man, but in a lot of ways, you're still a boy. And your parents know some things that I don't. They know some things that your teachers don't. They know some things that your friends don't. They know some things that you don't about you. Why? <laughs> they raised you. They changed your diapers, man, they gave you bottles. They taught you to walk, they taught you to talk. They put you in school, they taught you how to throw a ball and now they're saying, I don't want you on social media for a reason that you might not understand. And I could tell you one thing for sure, Brian. It will not bring you more happiness. It will not bring you more friends. That's the lie that social media brings to our world today. In fact, Brian, here's the crazy thing. You might not believe me, maybe you maybe you won't. And I don't really care. But I can tell you that social media has the opposite effect of happiness. It brings you loneliness. It brings you insecurity. It makes you feel like you're not worthy. It makes you feel like you're not perfect. It makes you feel like you'll never be there. It's you start seeing likes and hearts and comments and posts and then you post and you don't get a comment you don't get a like you don't get a heart you start seeing some of your friends talking to each other about something you're not a part of the conversation is endless on what this could do to your life and it's all negative do I understand why you want to be on social media? of course I do yeah it's obvious you don't want to miss out you have FOMO you don't want to walk down the halls and someone's laughing at a meme that you didn't see because you're not on social media. Bro, (laughs) you're better off. You are better off. That's my opinion. That's what I would tell you. And then the whole other side of the coin is what I started with. Honor your mother and father. They just know what's best. Brian, I say all this out of love, man. I have everyone... Every question I've answered on this podcast, on this episode, or any episodes in the past, guys, I have no reason, I have no reason to lead you astray from what I don't feel in my heart, in my own house, my own family, my own kids, my own life. I have no reason to lead you any other direction besides I genuinely just love you guys. Like, it doesn't make the podcast any better if I just lead you astray on purpose I believe everything I'm saying, and I'm only doing it because I genuinely want to try to help. That's it. I love you guys, and uh, I appreciate you listening. And as always, we'll see you next Monday morning. Thanks for joining me on the Granger Smith Podcast. I appreciate all of you guys. You could help me out by rating this podcast on iTunes. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to this channel, hit that little like button and notifications bell so that you never miss any time I upload a video. If you have a question for me that you would like me to answer, email GrangerSmithPodcast at gmail.com. Yee-yee.